بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاه والسلام على من لا نبي بعده الحمد لله الله سبحانه وتعالى showers his rahma his fadl his mercy on all muslims all muslims because they say la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah and they believe allah is their lord their creator and they believe muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam who was born in makkah passed away in medina he is the last of all prophets those who receive wahi and direct communication from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the last of that group no one can claim as a muslim that he or she receives divine instruction after the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam left this world even the sahaba they did not believe that they received revelation after the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when when the sahaba appointed abu bakr to be their khalifa they all came and praised him some of them said that alhamdulillah you are now the khalifa of allah abu bakr immediately reformed their thinking that's what they do watawasal bil haqq watawasal bil sabr that the sahaba would instantaneously correct their ideas if the ideas were wrong today unfortunately with this liberal agenda and liberal pollution in the muslim ummah we seem to think that anything a muslim says or does or thinks is good well, that's not the case abu bakr saw that this understanding of this sahabi who said he is the khalifa of allah is incorrect and he instantaneously corrected him because that's what good muslims do you correct each other especially if your ideas your concepts your theories are wrong you don't sit quiet if you sit quiet that means you're acquiescing to the wrong idea so abu bakr didn't waste a second he said no i am not the khalifa of allah i am the khalifa of rasulullah the khilafa is a human institution it is not a divine institution it comes to represent the rasul and the rasul is a human being so all muslims believe allah is their lord their maker their sustainer their cherisher their ruler and muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the human being who has a human history 
He is the final messenger who claims that he has knowledge from Allah directly. No other human being after him can claim that he has knowledge from Allah directly. And it doesn't matter if you're a wali, if you're a Sufi, if you're a Khalifa, it doesn't matter. Wahi, revelation from Allah has terminated with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is our aqidah as Muslims. Now, if you want to claim something as a non-Muslim, that's up to you. That's not our concern. Our concern is what a Muslim believes. And this is what a Muslim believes. That in order for us to authenticate wahi, revelation, it must come through the being who is Muhammad No other being has the capacity, the capability, the eligibility to claim he has knowledge from Allah. Now, what the Sahaba did and their students did, the Ta'abeen, was explain Wahi, elaborate on Wahi. There are ayat in the Quran that need explanation, elaboration, a detailed understanding of implementation, execution of the words of Allah. That is an academic exercise. No one believes that those who explain the Qur'an, elaborate on the Qur'an, they are prophets. They don't believe that. No one believes Abu Bakr or Omar or Uthman or Ali or Ibn Abbas, or Abdullah ibn Masood, or any of the tabin, the scholars, Sayyid ibn Musayyab, Hassan al-Basri, or Abu Hanifa, or Malik or Shafi or Ahmad. No one believes that they are prophets. What is their opinion about these great Muslims? That they are knowledgeable about the Quran. They are knowledgeable about the scholars. And not all of us can immediately dive into the Quran and Hadith and claim we have now understood it. No one can do that. So you need mutual cooperation. You need the ummah to teach each other. But when they teach, they're not claiming they have revelation from Allah. They're saying this is the best we have understood from the Prophet ﷺ, from the Sahaba. This is an academic discipline. So in, amongst the Sahaba, there were people who did not know the meaning, the explanation, the elaboration, the implementation, the execution of ayat. No one stayed with the Prophet ﷺ 24-7. And even if they did, they probably won't get the whole Qur'an or the whole bulk of hadith. It is not physically, humanly possible. So you need succession. What is the meaning of Khilafah? Succession. Abu Bakr succeeded the Prophet ﷺ as a ruler, as a governor, as someone who can enforce the laws, 
and the rulings of the Quran and the Sunnah. Now, there were occasions when he didn't know the rule. Who? Abu Bakr didn't know the rule. And that was never seen as a blemish or discrepancy. It was never seen as something which is wrong because not every human being knows everything. There was an issue with the share of a granddaughter or grandmother. He didn't know the rule. So he asked the Sahaba, does anyone know the ruling for the share of a grandmother? One Sahabi stood up and said, yes, I know. I heard the Prophet said it is the same as the daughter. Abu Bakr said, is there anyone else who knows this hadith? Another Sahabi stood up and said, yes, I've heard this hadith also. So then he implemented the rule. So what I'm saying is that Wahi has terminated. Now what is your mode of operation? What is your methodology to understand the Quran and Sunnah? Everybody says, listen to the Quran and Sunnah. Okay, let's listen to the Quran and Sunnah. And this is this ayah. Nobody knows how to apply it. So Abu Bakr was not bashful. He didn't say, I'm the Khalifa. I can make up my own deen. He said, no. We have human beings. We are human beings. We learn and we teach each other. The Prophet ﷺ is no longer here. He left for us the Quran and Sunnah. So now who's the next link? The Sahaba. They understood. Collectively, what the concept of deen is. So you can't just jump over the Sahaba and say, we should read the Quran and Sunnah, let's understand it. No, you need the link of the Sahaba. Umar, radiallahu, in one of his most famous khutbas, on the way back from Hajj, Umar told the Sahaba who were congregating there, he said, oh people, if you want to know the knowledge of what's halal and haram, and look at this, what he's saying. He is the Khalifa. Right? He is a Khalifa. He's not claiming he knows everything. He said that anybody who wants to know the rules of halal and haram, they should sit down with Mu'adh ibn Jabal. Because the Prophet taught him this science. He didn't say go to the Quran and Sunnah. He said go to this one human being. That human being is Sahabi. Learn from the Sahabi what the Quran and Hadith says. Then he said, if you want to know the qiraat of the Qur'an, the various ways to recite the Qur'an, then you should sit with Ubay ibn Kaab. He didn't say, come to me. He said, go to this Sahabi who's a human being. He will teach you the ayat of the Qur'an, how to recite the ayat, not as a Nabi, but as a representative of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa You see how now this is a specialization in knowledge? We should be used to that here in this country. Specialization in knowledge. But this is the Sahaba we're talking about. The first link to the Prophet ﷺ, they already had specialization in different fields of knowledge. You see? Then he said, if you want to know the rules of inheritance, mirath, 
then you must sit. You must sit with Zayd bin Thabit. Because the Prophet taught him the ahkam of waratha and inheritance. He didn't say, come to me. He didn't even say, go to Uthman or go to Ali. He said, this particular sahabi has specialized in this branch of prophetic knowledge. Go and seek that knowledge from that person. He didn't say, go to the Quran Sunnah, Quran Sunnah. So Khilafah, as I was mentioning, is a human institution. We trust our fellow human beings if they excel. And it is very common for all the Sahaba to ask questions from each other. Because not everybody knows everything. So what we must appreciate as Muslims is that the human institution of the knowledge of the Sahaba and then the Tabi'een is normal Islam. This always happened. Did you know that the Sahaba would say about a Tabi'i scholar? Who is this Tabi'i scholar? Sayyid ibn al-Musayyib. Rahimullah. Some of the Sahaba would say to people, if you have a question about the Quran and Sunnah, go and sit with Sayyid ibn Musayyib. Because he had that much knowledge. Allah gave him so much through Sahaba. They didn't say go to the Quran and Sunnah. Go and sit with this human institution. Because the understanding of the Quran and Sunnah requires technicality. It requires expertise. It requires to you to know the nuances of the language. And then certain words, they're not always apparent or obvious. So much so that Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhumah, who is a great Sahabi, he is known as the Mufassir of the Quran. Umar radiallahu anhu would make him sit next to him in the masjid. Whenever he ruled, he would make ibn Abbas, who was very young, Sit next to him. If I have a question about the Quran, I'm going to ask him. He used to say to his students, after a long day with dealing with people and people's issues, he would say to the students, Go and find me the Diwan of the Arab poets of Jahiliya, not even contemporary commentators of the Quran, he said, go and find me a diwan, a manuscript that has the poetry of the people of the Jahiliyyah. Because there is knowledge of the Arabic language in those poems. Now you get to see a sense of scholarship, a sense of academic understanding. Who is this? This is the Sahabi. This is the Mufassir of the Ummah. He's saying, I need to know more meaning, understanding of the words of the Quran, and I can only find those meanings in the Jahiliya poetry. So it is very common. The Sahaba encouraged each other to learn. The Sahaba taught each other what they knew from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There was no contention 
that I'm going to another human being when the Quran and Sunnah is right here. In fact, they said this about their own students, that is, Sayyid ibn Musayyib is a student of ours. If you don't know anything about the Quran and Sunnah, go and see him. The human representation of knowledge is the miracle of this ummah. Because the other ummah, they're called Ahl Kitab. People of the book. They rely on the book. We rely on human beings. And that is the academic way. That is the scientific way. That is a normal way in every human civilization that you learn from each other. And you don't rely on abstract concepts and ideals because only human beings understand the nuances of dialogue, the nuances of speech, the nuances of communication, because it is a human thing. And that's how the Quran is revealed to a human being and not to an angel, even though Jibreel brought it to the Prophet. But the understanding that a human being has is priceless. The understanding of the human beings who understood this one, one human being is even more priceless. So you have a collective understanding of human beings. And that's the point of Khilafah, succession. That you're creating successors who are human beings who can help you understand the Quran and Sunnah. You can't simply jump over the Tabi'in and the Sahaba to say, ah, now I know the Quran. It doesn't work that way. It has never worked. And we were on the straight path when we had this methodology. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to understand the deen the way the Sahaba understood it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to practice the deen the way the Sahaba practiced it. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen.